back again with another one. How are we all doing this week? Ladies and gentlemen, I am fully vaccinated. Um, I'm excited. And um, I, I, man, man, bruh, where do I start? That aside, I thought I was going to get vaccinated by the end of July or at some point. Because I think my original date was somewhere in August. Ladies and gentlemen, June has not even finished and I'm fully vaccinated. Boys and girls, I can go outside. Wow, 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 wow. That's one thing on the side. In other things that are shocking, I think I'm actually just realizing. So with June finishing shortly, that means this week is Canada Day. As a result, this is going to be my first Canada Day as a citizen. Am I correct on that? Am I, I feel like I'm be confused. No, that can't be right. Surely not. That can't be right. I'm pretty sure I've done Canada Day as a citizen before. Can't be right. Is it? No. When did I become a citizen? Oh my God. I'm pretty sure I became a citizen in 20, what, 20? 2020. Surely I've done this already. Yeah, 2020. Okay, so this is my second one. Okay, good. Okay, good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my memory was just about to feed on me. I was like, wait, 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 this is the second one. It can't be the first. But anyway, that's not the point. The point I was trying to get to is, as a citizen of this country, there's been some interesting things that have gone on recently. And before I get to what that is, because it's a really somber topic, one of the things I've been noticing in general that we've been doing in the world recently is a lot of cancel culture. A lot of things get canceled. Something strange happens, you get canceled. This other thing that happens, you get cancelled. And for a, for a while, one of the things that I was thinking about was, what are those moments where cancel culture is helpful? Is it even possible for cancel culture to be helpful? If you think about the way we work as a society, when the group doesn't like a thing, we ostracize people who practice that thing. Whatever that thing is that is bad. Right? Like, for example, being, you know, a greedy person. Soon enough, your social group will stop associating with you. If you're a selfish person, soon enough, your, so your social group will stop associating with you. So, in a way, we've always done cancel culture. I just think more recently, cancel culture has been more, on like, unhinged. Like, it's not, there's no careful processed cancel culture and it's different from being ostracized for just being a bad person right you get canceled if you like you know tory lanes you get canceled if you listen to chris brown you get canceled you know things like that you know we're canceling artists um kevin hart had a you know homophobic thing he said way back when he was you know however old and he has grown from that he's still canceled at the oscars so all those things certainly you know in some strange way or form those cancels were a bit extreme. There are moments when being cancelled is in fact useful. One of those ones is where we come back to our current topic of today, Canada Day. Now, there's a huge thing that's going on in Canada's context and political atmosphere where we are discovering in real time the uncovering of Canada's residential school system, which was set up as a way to do cultural genocide to indigenous people who were 
in this land first, essentially. They owned this place. This was their home. And people moved in here as settlers. These people were accommodating of, you know, people like us who are, you know, net new immigrants. And they shared a lot of food. Um, they shared their land. They shared, you know, and in some ways, they even thought they had deals with these people who were moving into Canada. Now, soon enough, when a lot more people who were immigrants moved into Canada, they took over the country and essentially felt like they owned the place. And with the residential school system, which started about the 1800s or somewhere in that ballpark, they forced, so it's in 18, yeah, the late 1800s, somewhere in the 1890s or somewhere there about. So it was between the 1800s and the 1990s. So it's still as recent as the 1990s when this thing was shut down. So this residential school system essentially took children of indigenous people, cut their hair, which, you know, was a big deal to them, and essentially forced them to not speak their own language. They were essentially in a boarding school that was essentially a torture site, more or less, more or less. Again, don't get me wrong, it's not, it wasn't really like complete torture with children, but I'll get to how it was essentially a torture site. They took these people in, forced them to speak English or French, depending on, of course, where you were in the country. And with the help of the Catholic Church, they essentially imposed the Canadian way of life. Now, if you are like me, what exactly is the Canadian way of life? I don't know. Till now, it's just very like this whole like mishmash of a bunch of things. There is no real Canadian thing, quite frankly. Other than eating poutine, which for whatever reason, was also, again, a mishmash with a bunch of things. Quite frankly, there is no real Canadian anything. Like, hockey is just because we couldn't play other sports because it's cold here. Like, maybe, I guess, maybe that's the other like, Canadian thing. Maybe. I don't know. Windsor? But we're not the only ones with Windsor. So, like, it, and hockey isn't only played in Canada. Like, again, even... Even the hockey thing, like, quite frankly, it's been a long time since the Canadian team was in the Stanley Cup Finals, which, by the way, side note, um, first time Canada has a team in the finals of, of the National Hockey League in, like, 10 years. So that tells you how, like, Canada is not even really that Canada with hockey. For all the hockey you think Canada has, it's really not that deep with even Canada. But side out, sidebar. So these people who are indigenous were essentially stripped of their own culture for a long time. And now as a people, especially those of us who were not aware of any of this, right? You come into Canada thinking it is just like America light or, you know, trial version America kind of thing. Like it's not, it doesn't come with all the racism and all the da, 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 that America has, all the bad history that America has. It doesn't have all these other things. And then you discover in real time that Canada in fact does have a very dark secret with the indigenous people. Now, the point where I talked about torture is it turns out that within this residential school system, children died. A lot of children died. A lot of them. On one particular site, 215 bodies were found of children. Children. What? So I saw this thing happen, right? I, and I was reading it and, I, and for a while I kept ignoring it because I'm like, I can't imagine 
what children would do to anybody that they have to die because they don't want a new culture. Die? Isn't that far? And it's not as though these people are at war with you. You've already taken them from their families. Stripped them of everything they know. They also got to die too. Wow. Yeah. So that happened. And now, we got to cancel Canada Day, essentially. Now, you know, the interesting thing, at the beginning of this episode, I talked about it where it's like, I'm a citizen now, so I can't just pretend like, well, I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't there. I don't know anything. It wasn't about me. Sure. It wasn't about me. And quite frankly, I don't know anything. And in fact, I still don't. I don't claim to be more educated about this topic than anybody else. But I'm, but I'm, I'm willing to at least acknowledge that, damn, Canada, we got to do better. Before I turn around and say, you know, Americans and this and the third. Bruh. I, wow. I'm a little stunned by the information. Just, does it, I mean, didn't see that coming. And the part that now is somewhat annoying to me is it turns out that the federal government has a bunch of cases against the indigenous people regarding this kind of topic. Um, Trudeau, who's, you know, true daddy. And if you've listened to any of my podcasts earlier, you know the, how I feel about Trudeau. I love that guy. I think he's cool. Um, and you know, that's true daddy. He just paid, he paid for a bunch of people through COVID. And certainly I think his ethics are somewhere, some, you know, generally gray area. Let's, I mean, let's, it, it, you know, let's call it speedy speed. You know, his ethics are gray area. And I, I'm pretty sure he might end up losing elections over his ethics. But the part that I'm not understanding is that he does all these things where he's almost like performing for us. <laughs> because I don't know, and the reason why I'm pausing is because I want to say this properly. I feel like he's outwardly performing for us in terms of, yeah, no, we are with you and, you know, and the federal government will do anything in his power and he put like some amount of money in the federal budget. And so he does some of these things that feel like, okay, they're trying to be helpful. But then at the same time, he turns around and, he, you know, the federal government is also fighting court cases against indigenous people. And it, it just ends up being a very confusing experience if you are actually paying attention to what is happening. And so this Canada Day ends up becoming more reflective for me than any other because on one hand, I am super thankful that I can now participate in Canada's fabric, especially political discourse and, you know, ability to vote and be voted for. I don't think I'll ever run for office, but if I did, imagine that though, what would my slogan be? Anyways, I digress. Um, <laughs> again, I am thankful for that opportunity to finally participate and to be politically conscious of what it means to be a Canadian and to be well in touch with the news and Canada's presence in the world and even our responsibility to each other as citizens. I'm thankful for that because, you know, it's, it's a different thing to feel like you are 
a stranger in your house. Because again, that's essentially what it feels like when you're not a landed resident or a citizen. There's always, you know, laws that will change and you're just like, well, I guess it is what it is. I'm not one of them. Um, but now that it feels like, yeah, no, this is my house. I get to have a say. It feels very, very different. And I get to feel like if I want to protest something, you know what? I have a right to. And if I want to email my MP, that's my MP. You know what I'm saying? Like that energy to be like, that's my MP. Keep in mind, I've never voted yet. I've never voted yet. But that's still my MP because he represents me. You know what I'm saying? If I look at the Ontario Parliament, that's my MPP. Like that's who represents me. So I'm, you know, grateful for that. But on the flip side, somebody doing stuff like that used to be a way of life. Right? Like, if we think about it, so the first Prime Minister of Canada, and I remember um, in the news recently, they were pulling down his statue, and I can't remember where it was. There was a protest, and they tried to pull down his statue, and they were just like, yeah, they're going to relocate it to his, um, to his grave site because they didn't want anything like that because he was a pioneer, and it was a huge, huge influence in the residential school system, and I can't remember his name, the first Prime Minister, whoever that is, if you Google it, it's there. So, those are the people who used to represent this country. And so as a matter of becoming a citizen, I also recognize that we have not, we as people of Canada have not had a really good relationship with the indigenous people who really shared their land with us. And again, when we say shared, they really did share. They had in some cases, no choice because you know they're going to get killed anyways. But if we think about it, we on the other side as Canadians haven't been as civil as we could have been with these people. And I certainly recognize that. And I think it's highly unfair at best. Like that's the, that's the best way I can put it without saying like, honestly, we've been disastrous to these people, you know, brought them disease and all these other things. And again, I know it's not my responsibility personally, but as a citizen and as a group, as Canadians, man, we really need to do better. Um, and I know, again, True Daddy is who represents me. So, I mean, that's still the leader until it changes. And I hope to God it doesn't become an Erin tool. Oh, my God. But again, that's a side conversation. Um, you know, it's Canada Day. Um, happy to be a citizen and all. Um, happy that Canada gives me more opportunity than I ever thought was possible and gives me life that is beyond my wildest dreams at this stage in my life. But man, I still got to recognize that, you know, we haven't done better for a long time. And my responsibility as a citizen, when I recognize injustice, is to call it out. And so as I close off this episode, one of the most famous quotes by MLK. I'll see you guys next week. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere.